us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding. Let them be flooded with light. So we'll know the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. And the exceeding greatness of your power, which we've already experienced towards us who believe. We thank you, Father. We'll rest in it. We'll believe it. Move on it in Jesus' name. Amen. How's everybody this morning? Hungry? Okay. Somebody go get Paul a Snickers. <laughs> oh, hungry for the word. I thought you meant like, I'm hungry, Greg. Hurry up. Three donuts? Gosh. Never mind. Go get Paul an Alka-Seltzer or something. Maybe some Tums. Everybody doing good this morning? Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Amen. 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 It's one of those aren't you glad moments, you know. Aren't you glad? Don't forget that this year is the year of the doorkeeper standing at the door and hearing his voice. We are endeavoring in ourselves this year to hear the voice of God. That's what we're going to do. What, well, Greg, what, what, what's the church going to We're going to hear from God. We're going to hear the voice of the Master. That's what's going to happen. And like I said before, it's not a wish. It's, you know, it's something that we actually truly hope for. The word hope has been distilled down to mean like a wish or something that may or may not happen. But the hope that's in the Word, whenever you look at the Word of God, the hope in there is a constant, joyous expectation of something good happening because you're convinced of something true. It's a constant, constant, joyous expectation of something good happening because you're convinced of something that's true. That's what hope means now. So we have a hope this year. And our hope is, is that we're going to hear from the Master. Hear His voice. So clear that we will know that we know. That's what's happening in this church. That's what's happening in your lives. That's what your expectation should be. Your expectation should be every morning when you wake up. Your hope should be every morning when you wake up. That you're going to hear from God. Smith Wigglesworth. Do you all know this name? Some of you do. Some of you don't. He was, a, he was an evangelistic guy back in the turn of the century and into the 1920s. He was from England. He would get up in the morning. He would take a cold shower after he danced. He would dance first. Then he would take a cold shower. He would pray for an hour, read his word for an hour, and then he would sit down and say, Lord, what is it that you would have me do today? Now, I'm not saying that you got time to run around, run around the house and dance, and I'm not saying you got time to read the word for an hour and pray for an hour. And who wants to take a cold shower? You know, there's a few of us. I know there's some cold dunk people up in here. But you can simply say, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do today? And expect to hear back. Expect to hear back. Let's go to Psalm 23. We all know this one. This is going to be a recap. The Lord is my shepherd. The Amplified Bible says he's my shepherd. He feeds me, he guides me, and he shields me. I don't lack for any good thing in this life. That's what the Amplified Bible says. 
He is my shepherd to feed me, to guide me, to shield me, and I don't lack for any good thing in this life. Do you know why you don't lack for anything I shall not want? Do you know why you don't want? Because he's your shepherd. He's your shepherd. Whether you know it or not, he's your shepherd. Whether you acknowledge it or not, he is your shepherd. And you, everybody say that's me, shall not lack. My Bible's an old school Bible. It's got actually made out of paper. It's an old school paper Bible. Y'all know these things? Y'all have seen one before? In the front of this thing, I got my, it says this Bible is presented to Gregory Allen Lee. So every time it says you, you know who it's talking about? Me. The Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. I don't know what other shepherds do, but I know what mine does. Mine feeds me. He guides me and he shields me. And I don't like for anything good in this life because he is my shepherd. And every day that I I spend on this earth, every moment that I draw breath, I should be expecting to hear from my shepherd. He is placed here to guide me. Every sheep I know needs somebody to tell them what to do. Isn't that right? They're just as dumb as they can be. And I'm not saying all y'all are dumb. I'm saying I am. I don't have life figured out. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I really don't. Some people have asked me since Angela and I, you know, kind of took some of the some of the leadership roles in the church. You know what? I don't know. But I know this. We're going to hear from the shepherd this year. We're going to hear the master's voice. And when we do, then we'll know. And until that time, I trust him. A thousand percent. What you going to do about this? You know, I don't know. I have no idea. Ask me, I mean, some of y'all have even asked me, what are we going to do about, I don't know. But I will. I will. Because he has been charged, the Holy Ghost has been charged with bringing into my remembrance all things that have been taught to me by my master. Everything that he said in his written word, everything that he has said in Remind me of those things, and the Bible says that I know all things, so I, I, I'm good. What are we going to do? I don't know, but I will. I will. Because this year, I'm hearing from the Master. He is my shepherd. He is your shepherd. The other guy that got kicked out of heaven tries to shepherd you every day of your life. Don't let him. That's not your shepherd. He, he is the voice, it's the voice of a stranger. John chapter 10 says that the voice of a stranger we will not follow. We're not going to follow that. We're going to recognize him. We're going to, we're going to hear from the master. We're going to hear from our shepherd. We're going to be led into a life where there is no lack and there is no want. Amen. Are y'all with? Can y'all get on board with me or is it just going to be me? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does he do? He makes me lie down in green pastures. And he does what? 
He leads me. He leads me by the still waters. He restores my soul. What else does He do? He leads me. Y'all know this. Y'all know these verses. In paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yeah, I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But 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 what? But what? I will. Why aren't you feeling fearing any evil? Because He's leading you. He's your good shepherd. You're not in want. You're not in lack. He's your good shepherd leading you back up two scriptures. Leading you to green pastures and still waters. Back to verse 4. Even though you're in the valley of the shadow of death, He's with you. His rod and His staff, they comfort you. Why? Because He's there with you. He is leading you. You are being led into a green pasture. You are being led to still waters. You are being led. He is your shepherd. He leads you. Everybody say, He leads me. Next verse. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Why? Because He leads me. He's my shepherd. He's good. He leads me. He takes me to a place where I do not lack. He leads and guides me. And when I'm in that valley of the shadow of death where it feels like I'm never going to make it out, His rod and His staff are there to comfort me. Because why? Because He's leading me. I got it out. It took me a second. I thought about it for a minute. Y'all can tell. He leads me. He is my shepherd. He leads me. Next verse. Surely what? Goodness and mercy will do what? You want to know why they're following you? Because he. The green pastures. He's leading you to still waters. He is leading you in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though it may not look like it, His rod and His staff are there to comfort you because He's leading you to a place where your cup will overflow right at a table in front of all of your enemies and goodness and mercy with you all the days of your life. He is your shepherd. He takes his job seriously. He is not slack in his hand. He will do that which he has promised to do every single time and every single time he will do what he promised to do. He leads you. Isn't this fun? Go to John 10, please. Are we there? This is Jesus talking more assuredly, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. 
There is a thief out there. There is a robber out there that's trying to steal from you and take from you, and it ain't God. There is a robber that's out there that's trying to steal from you and take from you. He's looking to seek. He's seeking to steal, kill, and destroy you, and it ain't God. You've got a good shepherd. And what does he do? What does he do? What does a good shepherd do? He leads you. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name. And what does he do with them? He leads them. Leads them out of what? (laughs) Wherever you're at. Even if what you got's good, he's going to lead you into better. (laughs) He's always leading you out of something into. He's always taking you to a place. And every place that he pulls you from, every time he pulls you from a place, that next place is a green pasture and still waters and my cup's going to overflow. It's going to be in the presence of my enemy and surely goodness and mercy are going to be right behind me everywhere I go. What does he do? What does our shepherd do? He what? He leads us. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know what? They know his voice. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you know that you know you've heard from God? Well, guess what? You can. And the trick is, we don't have time to get into it, you are now. Verse 5, Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee for him, for they do not know the voice of a stranger. You don't even recognize the voice. You could get to a point to where you're so led by Jesus that you don't even recognize another voice but his. Oh, we're not going to do that when he's going into an illustration. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, verse 7, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Verse 8, all who ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters... By me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Isn't that a nice little old thing right there? Who all would like to be saved? Anybody want to go to heaven one day? I got a few people interested in heaven. Most of you, huh? Not today? No, not today. I'm not talking about today. Yeah, yeah. Paul said he'll go, but not now. Verse 10, the thief does not want except, come except to do what? Steal. Kills and destroys. Who? Y'all, me, us. That's his, that is his purpose. That is what he does. So if it's stealing from you, if it's killing you, if it's destroying you, who is it? That's the thief. That's the devil. That's the devil. Mama, mama said, mama said, mama said. Go play foosball with your friends. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's the cup overflows. Y'all remember cup overflows? Green pastures, still waters. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. That's that. What Jesus is talking about right there. What does Jesus do? What does the good shepherd do? He leads us. 
He leads us into green pastures. He leads us to good places. He leads us to places of abundance. He leads us, guides us, and shields us. We don't lack. We don't. All it takes is just a minuscule amount of faith to believe that this is true. That's it. It's not rocket science. It's not hard to figure out. It's easier, it's easier than 2 plus 2 equals 4. It takes a little bit of faith to believe that what is said is truth. All right, go to, uh, hold on, guys. Let's go here. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 11, and then we're going to close out. They'll give me about five more minutes. There's a whole lot more in here. I'm kind of, kind of, you know, we'll dig in. We'll get there. There's a whole lot more here, but there's. I want to. I, I need to land here. That's where we need to land. Everybody like to. La- everybody like to land. You ever been on a plane? Didn't land. Right. Exactly. You like to land. This is Jesus talking yet again. What does he say? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and he will give you what? Rest. (laughs) Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find what? For your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A yoke is actually, <laughs> y'all know that it's talking about a yoke being the, um, the, the bridle, basically, for oxen that would pull something, right? And the old school pictures of a yoke is like a, a bar that comes across with some hoops in it on either side, and the ox's head go in there. Well, the yoke is actually the beam that goes across. That's actually the yoke. Okay, and the the yoke the it's called a beam of balance. Okay, so it pairs a balancing. All right, and what would happen was that you would take a more and they still do this today. You take a more experienced ox that knows where to go, and you yoke it to a lesser experienced ox, and then the more experienced one leads them. With this yoke. Are y'all with me? So you're, you're, you're led. You lead the ox that doesn't know that much. By the ox that just pretty much knows everything and where to go and how this is supposed to be done. It's led through the yoke. Okay? Everybody with me? And it balances the two to make them joint. You ever heard Romans chapter 8? Joint heirs with Jesus Christ if we also suffer with Him. What that means is is that you're balanced on that yoke. You're joint with Him. You're joined to Him. Yoked. Y'all with me? You're looking at me funny. I'm just making sure everybody's with me on it. 
So if you're joined to him, he's getting here. He's What Jesus is doing, Jesus is telling us in this spot, and we've been to go. He's telling us in this spot how we can let him lead us. Let, oh, you, put it back up there, Charles. I need, I need it. Come on, Charles. Stay with me, man. Yeah, just leave it up here. Back up one. Back up one more. We might as well. Come to me, all who labor heavy labor, and I'll give you rest. All right? I learned that from Paul Gray. Sure enough. <laughs> Verse 29. Here we go. Here we go. Now I'm going to let y'all go. Y'all going to go home and get something to eat. Take my yoke upon you. How do I do that, Lord? Learn of me. The balance beam, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest. First of all, take my yoke so you learn from me. When the yoke is properly administered, you learn from me. And he says that he is gentle and lowly in heart. How would it be if you put those two oxes together and you yoked them together and that young ox acted like it knew exactly what it was supposed to do? And it knew that I don't have to do it that way. I can do it this way if I want to because I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. I just, you know, I just, you know, I'm, this, this is it. You know, I don't, I don't care what that big old ox tries to say. I don't care what he says. I'm going to go this way. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Ever had a dog on a leash? You know? The ox that you're yoked to is gentle and lowly in heart. We have to find a place to be like him. To be gentle and lowly of heart. What did I tell y'all before about people asking me how we do stuff in the church? Hey, what about this? I don't know. I really don't. That's why I need to be yoked to him. And that's why I need to hear from him because I don't know. And I'm willing to tell every last one of you straight in your face, I don't know. I'm not afraid of it at all. I'm not scared of not knowing what to do. I'm not scared of what's going to happen because I've not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, just like you. I'm not afraid. I may not know what to do exactly right now at this moment. But I know that he's leading me because he said he would. He's my good shepherd. Is this clicking with y'all? Are y'all? He's my good shepherd. I'm not afraid of I don't know. That don't scare me at all. I just know I'm good. I'm, I'm good with just not knowing. And it's okay. I'm not going to be prideful and try to tell y'all something that ain't, ain't true. You want me to lie to you? No. I don't know. Gentle and lowly at heart. And you'll find rest for your souls. Where does that happen? It happens when you take his what? His yoke upon you and do what? Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you your yoke. This is your yoke. This is how you figure out what to do in life. This is how you hear from the master because the same spirit that wrote the words in this book 
No matter whose hand did it, the same spirit that wrote the words in this book is the same spirit that will speak to you when you read this book. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has never changed. This is your yoke. Learn of Him. Humble yourself and be gentle and go into this thing because you do not know. You don't know. I promise you, you don't know, but you will. If you yoke yourself to the Master. We're hearing from God this year. We're going to hear from the Master this year. You're going to know His voice better than you know any other voice in this world. And you're going to follow Him and do great things. Amen. Let's all stand. Father, we come to You in the name of Jesus. We thank You, Lord, that You lead us and guide us into all truth. Thank You, Lord. Everybody say, He leads me. Amen. Y'all go home.